temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five. Four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside, everybody, to the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show, the Permission Granted Podcast. Now, you could listen to the DA show fully, full podcast, full hours available on the DA show, and the best of the DA show also on that same feed, or you could get the PGP there. That's the DA show podcast feed. You could also get the podcast, the PGP, on its own podcast feed permission granted so check us out there all these places that you can listen to the da show on demand and make us part of your daily and weekly routine so Mraz joins me now and we start with pete and what we stumbled into today and that is that pete hates pirates he did not like the fact that we cartoonishly painted him as a pirate last week as beef pilati only giving him kind of a pirate beard and a pirate eye patch for no real reason besides that's what Cap just quickly slapped on top of Pete for his alter ego. I did not realize Pete was going to be so anti-pirate there. Did you? I didn't, but this is just something that I really have to keep thinking about because my thought is if if he drew Pete as a zombie, if he drew Pete as something, I think Pete would have been anti-anything he turned out, and okay. I think he was trying to act in good spirits like he didn't care, but the fact that he became a pirate just became the outlet of telling us he wasn't happy that we made fun of him. There's no way, because the excuse that, oh, pirate is so played out, who, who are these people that have become pirates online that this has become played out? I'd love to see this challenge. <laughs> Craig tweeted in a picture of me and he photoshopped an eye patch on me and he said, it's Damon Amendola. That's good. I kind of love it. I don't see what's wrong with being painted as a pirate. No, I don't either. And in fact, the pirate guy was my favorite character in the movie Dodgeball. Remember when the guy just all he wanted to do was walk around and be a pirate? And then again, great Seinfeld episode with the pirate puffy shirt. And Jerry goes, I don't want to be a pirate. Mm -hmm. Pirates, I think, in pop culture, I don't think they're played out necessarily. But I do think that, like, if you do stuff like that, like, you know, imitating pirates is fun. Who Who could hate on that? Mark tweets, I'm trashing Pete for trashing pirates. Have you not seen Michael Bolton as Jack Sparrow? It's comedy gold. Get on board with greatness. That's from Mark in Richmond. Yeah, Jack Sparrow, 
who did kind of a Lonely Island bit for SNL in one of their digital shorts, was hysterical, Michael Bolton, as a pirate. Being a pirate, it automatic laughs. It's just good eating. It's good fun. Maybe Pete just doesn't like to be poked fun of in any way so that pirates just happen to be like the target of his his anger. That, that's, that has to be my guess because I think if anybody else was painted as a pirate, whether it's you with the Damon Amendolar, which I'm going to be saying all day, whether it was me, whether it's Bogus, whether it's Cap, whether any of us has that, something tells me all of a sudden Pete wouldn't have a problem and think pirates were played out. I think it's he became one, then suddenly they were played out, and that was his issue. I, again, pirates, are they can be lovable in history. And also, let's let's not bury the fact that we mentioned that, you know, uh, theme parks have pirate ships, and he said that's another problem with making too much of pirates, as if a wonderful ride many enjoy now is a problem <laughs> at theme parks. He said didn't like pirate ships, didn't like pirates in general. He said get lost to the pirates ships. just in general. Pirates in general, the ships, any vessel they come in on, eye patches, hates everything about pirates but loves the history questions in Jeopardy. He really does take us on quite a deep dig into what life with him must be like. And again, poor Bridget. If Pirates of the Caribbean come on, poor Bridget. (laughs) So funny. It's classic Pete. It's so funny. So this morning, DJ Tommy D had a Trash Tuesday, trashed your dad for not giving away trade secrets. DJ Tommy D believes that you worked hand-in-hand with Dennis, your brother-in-law, to make your NFL picks. I'm not quite sure that that's against the rules. I mean, you make the picks, and so that's your record. So Hold on. Forget what's against the rules, what's not the rules. It's also, it didn't happen, and I don't even know why he, like, where he's getting this from, how he even knows Dennis to begin with. Like, there are actually some creepy levels to this with DJ Tommy D, but no, forget against the rules. It just didn't happen. I make my own picks. Make them early in the week. I write a column, and that's the end of it. So he was claiming that your brother-in-law, Dennis, fed you the picks, then you used them, and that this is like the first exhibit is you lying about the Maggie Gray text messages. I I want you right now on record that we are not going to find evidence that your brother-in-law fed you football picks. No, well, to find fed me football picks. Did I take some things he liked on a Sunday if we were going through making like actual picks? Sure, and he took some of my picks from up the gut, but he never fed me any that were used on the show on Fridays or in my column, no. So we're not going to find some type of email or text message where Dennis is like, I want the Steelers plus the four. I like the Giants no. laying two. I want Washington you know, plus the seven. Use those picks. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. In fact, we are big on, we have like a little, if you will, football gambling group chat, me, him, my other sister's boyfriend of the Bayou Bear, because we always, you know, watch football together. But that was all stuff we would share on Sunday morning. So never anything ahead of time for the comp. Absolutely not. So it's so weird that he came up with that. But let's also not forget, guys, we fell in love with DJ Tommy D's phone call. He also that one time lied about my dad not returning a bag that he wanted. Oh, that's true. And then basically admitted to my dad, oh, you know, I thought he would get a good laugh out of the show if I said that. So, you know, he wants to talk about the evidence and the proof of the Maggie Gray text. Well, where's the evidence and the proof that he's done this before to try to get rises out of the show? Yeah, that's true. His integrity is questioned because he has proven he will lie for the bit. Yes. So it makes you wonder about this. Well, anyway. Also, also, DA, on Tuesday's show, he was under immense pressure because, remember, he had bombed comedy-wise in tweets on Monday in front of Pete's return. So 
it, would it you know strike you as odd that all of a sudden he comes up with some fakakta plan and elongated <laughs> trash Tuesday to save his ass because he knew Monday he was exposed? It wouldn't shock me. No, he had some bad tweets on Monday. I read them. They were not funny. He tweeted at me, I think, three times during the show. None of them were funny. He comes <laughs> back with a funny Trash Tuesday, but it then leads to more controversy because now your mom heard him question the integrity of your dad, and your mom is now full bore. Now, did, has she texted you since we talked about her? Uh, so she hasn't texted me, but I, ro- I mean, in, in this, you can only make this up. My father has texted our entire family, my sisters, my mom, me, Danielle, my future brother-in-laws or whatever, and texted us simply a new Greek macaroni and cheese he made that he's selling at work. I mean, only my dad would think we care about such things. He's like, oh, this is all the rage on TikTok, he tells me. I don't know what he tells me about TikTok. Uh, and he said it ended up not being bad. And then it just prompted my mom to respond, don't sell any to Tommy D if he comes in there. DA keeps giving him airtime. He seems like a stalker. Do we have to worry? So if you're wondering what's going on, the important stuff with my family, it's Greek macaroni and cheese and my mom paranoid on her birthday, no less, about a stalker named DJ Tommy D. What are you going to do for Nancy's birthday? So not much. Uh, I am going to pick her up with my daughter we're gonna take some lunch i'm gonna bring her back to my house for about an hour or two so she could play with taylor and we're gonna have lunch so she's doing a whole uh you know going out to dinner and everything with my sisters but i'm kind of in quarantine lockdown mode until i go away because oh. i don't want to expose myself and get sick before i go away and ruin my trip so unfortunately not the usual shebang i would have done for my mother and her birthday you are traveling to florida to see cousins coming up at the end of this week and then yes. through next week and you are traveling with Taylor, who is a year and three months or something like she'll that? Be about a, she'll be a year and two months next week. So she's about to be 14 months old. <laughs> and you're going to put her on a plane with a COVID mask on oh. during all of this travel restrictions. What? Are you worried? Yes, I am. So this this has been a very hot-button debate, probably dating back to October with my wife. You know, we basically opened up our own bubble of close friends and family we'd see. You know, we took a ride up to see you in Warwick, but for the most part, we, you know, we stay safe as possible. But we haven't left. We drove to Hershey Park, but we were in our own car, you know, mass on at the park. I mean, I guess that was kind of extensive, but planes, trains, we haven't done any of that. And I didn't want to take my daughter on anything like that anyway. But my wife, frankly, between working from home, having a kid, you know, basically running amok now as she's running and crawling and doing everything – and the fact that the winter is getting colder and colder, she just basically had enough and said, I mean, at some point we don't see – who knows when the end is in sight. We got to get out of here for a little bit. And my cousin had a baby three weeks after we had Taylor. And Daniel's best friend moved down to Florida as well, had a baby a month before Taylor. Taylor hasn't met either of these you know, kids with Daniel obviously wants them close with in Florida. And she thought, let's do it all at once. I said, we have to wait till after football. And if I have to quarantine for two weeks after I get back, we're not doing it when the weather gets nice in the spring and summer. So we got to do it now. I, I first thought driving, and I thought we would drive, would be the answer. We decided that 18 hours in a car might be a little much, so suck up maybe three hours in a, in a plane. But, boy, it's it's going to be a bear. It's going to be tough. I don't know if Taylor's going to be able to sit still. I've also found out that somebody's sitting next to us in a three-seater. This is going to be insane. Throw on top of that snow bearing down as we're supposed to take off. So if we're delayed in an airport with a 14-month-old, Ooh. who knows what's going to happen here. I know. The Bourbon Bell wants to leave, too, to get out of the cold weather. We have not traveled 
anything more than a couple of hour drive. We drove to to her parents' place in Rhode Island. I drove down to Baltimore to to see the little Mo day. But other than that, during pandemic, well, we both drove down to see little Mo back in July. We haven't gone much more than maybe the extent of four hour drive or so. Four, four and a half hour right. drive. I went upstate. So, you know, she wants to get out of town too, but I'm like, ah, I don't know if we want to travel right now. It's kind of crazy, although flights are dirt cheap. I mean, how much did you get your flights for? I mean, I have no problem saying this, and this is the other sell. For the three of us to fly round trip to Florida, back and forth, Tampa Bay Airport we're going to, a combined total of $149. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable. I mean, there you go. That Yeah, that's the win. So... I'm I'm still a little I'm not too freaked out going into restaurants as long as it's socially distanced. I'm not oh. too freaked out going into grocery stores. I'm fine with that, but the the plane's a little weird because you're just in such close proximity yes. to everybody and you're doing it for two hours. Now they say that it's fine because I guess people have masks on, they got good ventilation, what have you. But I don't know. There's just I don't like flying anyway yes. next to strangers. Well, I always feel dirty when I get off a plane or a train anyway and feel like I need a shower, so you do it during a pandemic. And, look, I'm not trying to act like, uh, you know, I'm Mr. I've completely shut down at all costs. No, I've started to see friends and family, and I've gone out to eat and go to stores, and I do all that and wear my mask. But, yeah, I think getting on a plane is a little bit of a different animal if it's the first time you're doing during this. And I know a lot of people have done it for work and stuff, So it's but doing that for the first time on top of with a with a 14-month-old. Yeah. I mean, on top of throw again, I throwing in the weather thing, and also I was just informed during one of the breaks during the show that where we rented the car from was a little bit of a lie. It's not at the airport; it's 15 minutes away, and they don't run a shuttle. So now we have to get in an Uber with and put the car seat in oh, an Uber that we're traveling with. That's to so get many to the rental car place. Oh. It's, and I said, you know, once we're there and we're settled, I'm sure gonna have a great time. But just getting there is like, oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> And you're, like, staring at bad weather down there. Yeah. Yeah, so the first two days we're going to be in Lakeland, and it looks like, you know, typical. I'm expecting rain in Florida to come by, but apparently driving rainstorms with heavy winds and stuff. So <laughs> my dreams of basically sitting by the pool for two days might be a little disrupted, and I might be inside at my cousin's house anyway. Well, I thought it was also weird that Daytona, it was raining that much. I mean, I know that northern Florida is a little different than southern Florida, but... You know, for the Super Bowl in Tampa, beautiful weather. We saw the parade, gorgeous. Super Bowls in Miami, always bright and sunny. There was the one right. random Peyton Manning Super Bowl. But if you go down for pitchers and catchers reporting in the middle of February, it's always bright and sunny and dry. The rain, the rainy season in Florida is not until much later in the, the summer and then the fall. So for Daytona, for it to rain so much this year, and like you said, to be going down to Lakeland or Central Florida and having – all of that rain as well. It feels like this is just a weird weather year for everybody. I mean, in Houston, they're like snow and sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. It seems like a bad year just all around weather-wise. Yeah, it, it, it exactly. All over the map, all over the place. So I'm, I'm hoping that it's just the Lakeland first portion because that's what we're seeing our friends here. So we're doing Lakeland to Port Charlotte and finishing up two days in St. Petersburg. So I'm kind of doing a little, you know, hopping around Florida here, and I'm hoping that the rain doesn't follow me from town to town and I just find some time just to at least sit by a pool and not stare at snow. If I'm going to go through all this hoopla of traveling down there, I at least need to get some warmth on me in a little water. Mm-hmm. 
You know how big I become on the smoker, the pit barrel smoker. I just love smoking all types of meats and specifically ribs. Ribs have become kind of my go-to. I smoke them for about five hours or so, well, maybe a little bit less, maybe only like three and a half hours. And I have them constantly glazed. I keep the, the smoke, you know, going with pieces of wood that I've chopped up and from, you know, all types of types of trees, you know, in, in my, in my yard. And I mean, it's just like, it's a whole thing that I love, love, love doing. I put a little bourbon glaze on them, but with the snow and the ice, I can't get the smoker out. So (laughs) I had to pivot and I went, and I went to the grocery store and they had this great looking fresh ribs. And I'm like, well, you know what? They're not frozen. They're fresh. I feel like I should just grab them. So I'm like, I'm just gonna do them in the crock pot. So I took a page out of our friends' uh, hats, which was a page out of their books, rather. And this was Hot Rods Barbecue in New Jersey. And they, they taught us one of the most important life lessons. You need two textures. You need two textures on your meat. However you get those two textures, it's up to you. We get two textures. And it changed everything. I put these ribs in the crock pot yesterday for five hours. And then I finished them off for 40 minutes in the oven at 350. Soft and delicious on the inside. Beautiful burnt bark on the outside. And in between those two steps, I I had obviously put them in barbecue sauce in the crock pot. But then I had finished them in barbecue sauce before I put them in the oven. So that barbecue sauce had then, you know, kind of like hardened over and, and glazed it. And I'm telling you, they were amazing. And, you know, it's, it's such a cheat code, don't you think? It's like that taught us everything. Because if it just came out of the crock pot, it'd be fine, but not great. If I just put them in the oven, they'd be fine, not great. But the cheat code was two textures. Oh, I do it all the time, DA. And I'm big on one of the textures being the slow cooking because I like kind of that soft, let the meat melt in your mouth taste that you get. And I know you get that with the smoker as well, but I do it with sausage. I do it with wings. I like, you know, basically low cooking them for a long time, whether it's crock pot or having the oven temp real low and then finishing them off on the grill to kind of get that charred, you know, kind of taste going with the, oh, it's you're making my mind melt thinking of ribs that way. Yeah, and that's the thing. You can slow cooker, oven, grill, even an air fryer. All of those, just pick two. Usually your best idea is to use slow cooker first and then finish them with a crust on the outside in one of the other things. Wings, they're great. I haven't tried sausage, but ribs are great. Um, You know, anything that you want to have soft on the inside, harder on the outside. But just pick two, and it's just brilliant. And I don't know where I would be if our dudes from Hot Rods Barbecue, which ironically went out of business, hadn't taught us that. I feel like, you know, I was given some type of, I don't know, secret of life that who knew that? Well, it, honestly, it is a secret of life. It's something we'll never forget. I still have my Hot Rods pint class. I think they might be in the process of opening up a new restaurant, I was told, by the, oh. the beer guy, Chris. He had let me know. So we might be getting a little comeback surge with them. Boy, I could really go for some of their food they brought in, too. Their wings are delicious. But, yeah, that's an unbelievable thing. That It's so funny because we've had how many guests on it. It's like the one message we always remember because we're fat slobs. It's just, hey, make sure you do two textures on your meat. It's so simple, but it just unlocks yeah. this, like, total yeah. magic. Because it's so easy. I mean, 
you know, when I do ribs on the grill, uh, in the smoker, I'm out there. If I'm not out there for all three hours of it, kind of like watching it and beaming it and making sure the heat is the exact right temperature and the smoke is coming out the right way, I'm out there every 15 minutes, 20 minutes, making sure that I'm babying the thing. I mean, you really have to do it. And if it's a, if it's a pulled pork, you're out there for six hours and then you've got to get the fire going. And I mean, it's a whole thing. This, it's almost like guilty. I just threw spare ribs in the crock pot, set it five hours later, came back to it, slathered them with barbecue sauce, put them in the oven for 40 minutes, and I was done. I was like, man, that is so freaking easy and they're awesome. It's lazy so, yet efficient cooking. Now, you've basically been up in the North Pole, and you mentioned the last time you, you were smoking. You just couldn't get the temperature right because of the coldness outside. Yeah. So when do you think would be smoker opening day again for you? Mid-April at this point? I got to see grass. And we have about a foot of snow on the ground, and now we got a sheet of ice over that after this ice storm. So it's going to luckily rain later today. It looks like it's going to be in the 40s next week. But, you know, yeah. 42 degrees every single day, it doesn't necessarily melt snow. You know, so yeah, no, you need the precipitation. I just saw grass for the first time in three weeks. The rain has melted away some of the snow. I'm actually seeing parts of my grass now. I think I'll see grass by March. I was having a bet with my wife going on to see who, what time when we thought we would see grass. I think we'll see grass by March 10th or something like that. So I think the smoker comes out when you see grass, and I'll be okay, okay with that. All right, but yeah. but even if it's cold and you see grass, you know, don't you have to worry about the temp? Yeah, I got to pick a good day because what I found out was at least doing the pulled pork, the pork, but it needs to be so hot. It's got to be over 200 degrees for at least two hours. And it's hard to keep that that heat going when you have to keep feeding the fire. You know, you take the hood off to put the, you know, put more blocks right. of wood in, even charcoal. It's just hard to get it that hot for that long when it was like 10 degrees out or 20 degrees. So it's got to be kind of warmer than that. So. But I think once we get to March, I'm not too worried. I think once we get to March in the Northeast, it's not nice enough to be outside for like a baseball game. But, you know, you're, it's, it's 45 yeah. degrees or so. That's okay. I just, I mean, I'm having dreams of being outside right now. And obviously, yeah, my trip's going to help. But boy, it just feels like this is the endless winter. That stupid groundhog said six more weeks. You believed in it. And we're just, stare, we're just staring at an abyss of snow that won't go away. Well, because two things happened. Number one, we had... We had a huge snow on December the 17th. We rarely get a big snow before Christmas. I love that you have the date memorized. Yeah, I do because I was just sifting through some of my pictures on my iPhone, and I I saw, boy, we had that much snow in mid-December. So December 17th, we had our first big snow. That rarely ever happens. And so we had snow before Christmas that we had to deal with. That means our winter now has been a full two months, and we don't see an end in sight because it's still February, and snow is still in the forecast. So... When you're talking about a two-and-a-half-month pounding, usually we get six weeks. It might start mid-January. You're out of it by early March. But it started early this year, and it's ending late, seemingly. Oh. And it just keeps coming. So it's been, it's been pretty brutal. And like I remember last week's PGP, you were talking to Connor about going to a bar because he was stuck in the city for that Nor'easter. And you're like, well, I just go to the bar down the street. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think bars in the city are still open yet. Right. I think that you're right. There might be if you're going to seat anybody, it's got to be with food and usually it's outdoor seating. You're right. With like outdoor heating and and he didn't bring that up, but cuz he brought up the hotel bar. So maybe hotels are a little different and that that one was closed that day, but I went into the city a couple of weeks ago trying to get dinner 
And we couldn't. You could only get takeout unless you wanted to sit on the street in 20-degree weather with a space heater. You're, you know what? You're 100% right. That didn't slip my mind because this, New York City has been behind, I think, the rest of the state in what they're allowing because there's so many more people. And Yeah, you and I can still go to a bar right now. It's just got to be socially distanced. Right. So the city, it, you can't go to a bar. Exactly. But, I mean, obviously, you could, but you can even only go to the bar with either two to four people because they've been separated by plexiglass, you know, how many people you go with. But, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I could, in theory, today, if I wanted to, walk up to one of my local bars, sit with plexiglass next to me and have a couple of drinks and, you know, whatever, some food. Right? Connor Green couldn't even do that. That's right. That's a terrible job by me, just assuming everything was normal again. You know what it is? You get caught up in the snow and the disaster of everything. You forget we're still dealing with the pandemic, too, because you only want to deal with one problem at a time. And that's the thing, that I think the winter has even taken longer this year because you can't just go escape and go, you know, sit in a bar and drink. You can't just go to right. your restaurant and get your favorite meal, at least not around here. I mean, we're a little bit more open where I am than you are. We don't have plexiglass at the bars, but, you know, it's socially distanced, and so there's limited capacity, and not every place is doing it. So you kind of got to pick and choose, and you can't just sit around and go have a good t- – you can't go to a movie. You can't no. go to a game. You can't like we can't go to a basketball game. I would totally go to a Knicks or a Nets game. Totally go to a hockey game. Just like right. finding ways to burn time to get through the winter. But when you can't do those things, it feels like it's never ending. You're absolutely right. It is so true because every day just kind of feels like the same. I'm, I'm watching whatever show on the couch. I'm getting outside doing a little exercise when I can, but it's freezing out. And yeah, there's just. There's not when the weekend comes. What are you going to do if you if you want to see you know whatever friends or family that you've been seeing? You, but then you just inevitably do the same thing. We're on the couch watching a basketball game, drinking a couple <laughs> beers. Like that's all you could do. And like you, you're going to try to get away on a flight, but not everybody feels like that's a comfortable decision either. No, so. and I don't, and I don't even feel like it's comfortable. And even to do it, you know, me and you have traveled enough. You just okay. You walk through. You show your pass. But now I'm worried about masks. And now doing it with a baby, I'm worried about car seats and strollers and all that other stuff and rented cars. I mean, it is, uh, it's unbelievable the hoops you got to go through just to leave. And tests, I got to get tested before and after to make sure I don't have that. So I got to line that up on travel days, then quarantine before and after. The whole thing's a mess. Are they making you get the COVID test to fly or just for your own personal I'm doing it for my own personal thing uh, that you don't have to get it to fly. My feeling is I know I don't have it, but at least if I have it, I feel better about being around other people. I, I, I would feel extreme guilt if I got on there and I found that I landed sure. and I flew with it. So it's honestly for my own moral thing. So I'm actually going to get it after the podcast. I have an appointment set up. But then after, we have to basically quarantine for 10 to 14 days upon returning to New York. They could track you down. But you can also show proof of a negative COVID test three days after landing, I guess, because they want to give that incubation period. So I'm going to land on a Thursday. I'm going to work from home that Friday, spend the rest of the weekend inside, then that Monday go get a test to uh, kind of give myself a clearance to you know, even go to Target again. Woo. Boy, it's a lot. Whole, it's, it's a, a lot thing. just to get out. It's a lot. So I'm going to wrap up side A with just mentioning, I am so thankful that you and Bogish shamed me into watching Breaking Bad. I am currently four episodes in to season number one. I think there's five seasons. And I said, once football is over, I said, I owed it to you guys. You guys had shamed me. said it's one of the best TV shows of all time. I had many, many friends and people that I respected that had watched it and consider it great. So I kind of figured it would be great. But as I've said before, I'm not a big TV watcher. I don't like sitting down regularly and watching 
episodic content. I like watching movies. I like watching sports. I like watching sports documentaries most. But I don't like watching season upon season of, of TV. So, But once football ended, I said, you know what? I owed it to these guys to try this. And on Sunday, I'm looking at five different things on Netflix that I would rather watch. This movie, that movie, this movie, this documentary, what have you. And I'm like... I don't want to start this. It's five seasons. Oh, this first episode's an hour. Oh, God. <laughs> and I flipped, and I said, you know, no, no. I said, you know what? Football's over. I got no more excuses. These guys said it's great. And I said, you know what? It's, it's probably good for the show, too, to make sure that I'm, I'm actually doing what I said I would do. Within, I don't know, less than five minutes, the opening scene of the first episode where they're in the Winnebago and they drive off the road in the desert, and Brian Cranston has no clothes on, and he's pointing a gun <laughs> into the distance. I'm like, holy crap, I'm in. And the, it was just amazing. And I, don't, I was thinking about this last night when I talked about it. I don't know if I should regularly talk about my review of it on this podcast because it's like, it's like 10 years old. I don't know but if I, that's even interesting. I'll, I'll let you finish, but I have a thought on that. Go on. So I'm like, I don't know reviewing a TV series from 10 years ago. Is that interesting? Is it like DA? Where were you in like 2009? Like, you know, I don't know. But so I didn't know how much I would review or how much I would talk about it. So I I will leave this to you um, to tell me where to go. Well, I think naturally our shortest segments happen to be the last segments of the show. I think once a week for the next six weeks, it's going to take a little bit to get through it at least or however long it takes you. We should have a DA Breaking Bad update with a little intro or anything, because I think it's actually funny knowing that the far majority of it, let's face it, has probably seen Breaking Bad or lived it, and those who don't, you might get into it, but where me and Bogish or Pete or whatever can kind of have fun with you, not spoiling anything that's ahead, but see where your review is, maybe have you give us predictions for what's to come, and we can, mm. you know, basically see whether you're going to be right or wrong. I think there is a way to have fun with it and kind of, you know, wink, wink, DA is 10 years behind on this. And you think that I should do it on the show on the air, not on the PGP? Well, I mean... You could do it on the PGP, but I think on the show could work. But, I mean, also, if we feel like we're getting a lot of backlash for doing it on the show from listeners, then we transition it to the PGP. So I will say, being four episodes in, it is undeniably one of the greatest TV shows ever. It is undeniably. And I can say that confidently within four episodes. And I know that there's plenty of TV shows that have flamed out. I've heard, like, the Americans flamed out after a year. There's been a couple of shows that you were in on that, like, after... Right. Oh, Better Call Saul, you felt, was, like, good oh. after two seasons then just totally fell off the map? Uh, well, I think it was actually the other. It got very slow. It's gotten good, but it hasn't, it hasn't lived up to the billing, and that's a spinoff of Breaking Bad. Yeah. I can tell you that just watching the first four episodes, everything is basically perfect, and the characters are so interesting. The acting is impeccable. The obvious morality play of good guy doing bad things versus bad guys doing somewhat good things is kind of the that's the essence of the wire right. as well, which the sliding morality is is brilliant. The writing is clean, there's no wasted scenes, the drama builds. Yes. And the pace is great. Like when I went into the first episode. And I'm about 20 minutes in. I'm like, how are they going to carry another 40 minutes of this? 
And how are they going to carry five seasons of this? So much has happened already. It almost felt like a movie. Like, okay, this is, this is right. a movie I could be in and out in two hours. And then you see what they're developing. You're like, well, this is totally brilliant. This is it, totally brilliant. It absolutely holds. And again, you'll, this will be the big three. I mean, some people might want to cat- catapult Game of Thrones in there. No, the big three are the Sopranos, Wire, and Breaking Bad. Once you've seen those, nobody could criticize. And you're going to be captivated. I, w- I will say this, too. To me, Breaking Bad, what I think also made it the best was I think it has the best cliffhangers episode to episode where your jaw drops and you can't wait to sink your teeth into another of any series I had ever seen. And I think that really puts it over the top. So I do think there's an avenue there where we could kind of have fun based off of all that, where you think, where you've left off, where you think the show's going, while the rest of us kind of know where it's at. I, I think there's a way to have fun with that. And did we have two actors from Breaking Bad on? I, I know... I know we had Walter White's son on. Yes. He plays uh, the son that is physically... Walt Jr. Yes. Walt Jr. Yes, that is, that is physically impaired. I know we had him on, and he was great. Did we also have Jesse Pinkman on? Yes, we did. Aaron Paul we had on the Super Bowl radio row in New York City ahead of the Broncos and Seahawks Super Bowl. And did we not have him on even more recently? Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe but we, did we have... didn't. I don't remember... Do you remember the story with Walt Jr. in the newsroom? No, remind me. Well, Planet Steve-O, Steve Moralia, we have him in. Yep. And <laughs> this is unbelievable. So Walt oh, Jr. Yeah. Walt Jr. obviously has uh, you know, a, a disease, a muscle deficiency disease, and Steve Moralia, after watching the show, thought that Walt Jr. was acting that part out, that he wasn't actually with a right. physical handicap. And he went up to him and he said, I don't know how you were able to act like that and pull it off as if you have some kind of disease. And Walt Jr. very nicely, I'm forgetting his, the actual actor's name, turns to him and goes, no, I'm actually living with this. And Steve That's and right. Steve couldn't have been any more embarrassed. And frankly, I couldn't have been any more embarrassed at what an idiot he was that he was acting out that he had some kind of muscle, muscle uh, dis- deficiency. Yes, yes. Cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Okay. And his... The actor's name was R.J. Mitty, and we had R.J. on the show. And I remember he was, I mean, he is so good in the series. So, so good. And he was really proud of the fact that he was, you know, an actor with cerebral palsy. And he was getting to play the part truthfully and honestly and bringing more awareness of it to the masses. And he was, I remember being really impressed with him as an interviewee. He was really, really good. And so now that you say that, I remember that. That's right. Oh, it was so embarrassing. It was just another notch in that Steve Planet Planet Steve. I mean, who has the nerve to say that to an actor? My heart sunk. My heart absolutely sunk. And, you know, my guess is that R.J. Mitty had had dealt with that before because he didn't act like that was a big deal. He wasn't offended at all. He's like, no, no, I really have this. No, he was totally cool with it, but it was after he walked out that we looked at Steve going, "Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> what are you? What an idiot!" Because I mean, R.J. Mitty handled it well, but it was like, "What are you? How could you ask him that? You idiot!" <laughs> I mean, just so stupid, just so <laughs> unbelievably stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, Unreal. So I am really happy that you guys forced me to do this. I'm, I'm very much into it. I, it's one of those things where after four episodes, I'm thinking about it. Like, oh, where, where do I squeeze in my Breaking Bad time? 
okay, when can I watch this? How many, how many episodes do I want to watch? I don't want to binge it so that I'm not really enjoying it. Right. You know, but I can't stop watching it. It's, it's amazing. You got to find that balance, and I think it works. And honestly, post-football here, pre-NCAA tournament, this is the perfect time. There's nothing wrong, especially as we said. Ain't much you could do when you're buried in three feet of snow either to give you something to look forward to on the couch, spend a little time with the bourbon belt. Telling you, I, I might also watch some FCS football coming up this weekend. I'm not above that. No, I don't think any of us are above that if you followed the show the last couple of springs. <laughs> I am above watching Johnny Manziel play in an arena league on yeah, Twitch. I am above not doing that. It. Nope, not doing it. It's an arena league with, what, seven on seven or something like that? Yeah, some I, garbage league. I am above that, but I am not above watching McNeese State play Tennessee State. I'm not above that. Yep, because there's NFL players that could potentially come out of those games, but also... There's, I don't know what the crowds are going to look like, but there has routinely been good crowds, and there's a playoff system, and there's traditional schools, and like North Dakota State produced Carson Wentz and Trey Lance. So why wouldn't you give that a shot? I'm not giving Johnny Manziel a shot. All, he says like all he does now is like party and drink and play golf, and now he's just going to play in a football league? Like, no thanks. Yeah, I'll stick to playing Madden. I'm out. Okay, well, that is side A. Here we come. Bogues is back for side B. This is Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B, joined by the bogeyman who steps in back after Connor Green stepped in for him last week on the PGP. The bogeyman, hello. Pretty sure I was bumped for Connor Green. I was available last week and Connor took my spot. Let's not pretend that I was like on vacation and you went to Connor. You chose Connor over me last week. I did choose Connor, but how do you not choose Connor after the guy ate a whole pizza pie and I had to break it oh, down? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. In fact, I would prefer if you chose Connor almost every week over me. But um, I just wanted the, you know, for the record to be shown that that's what happened, not that I was absent from my duties here on Side B last week. Okay, fair enough. Now, I do have to – there's a couple things I want to get into, and I think the first tie-in will be off this whole pizza pie. And that is the fact that you told the story on Trash Tuesday of your Valentine's dinner ordering stuff to go, Ugh. basically being ruined – uh, be, because of delivery and then backed up and the fact that you ordered at 4.30 and as of basically 8 o'clock, you knew the food wasn't coming, the order had been canceled, and you guys had to rush to make your own dinner. Now, I will say this. I found it interesting you were able to pull off shrimp and meatballs and all of this stuff with pasta because in that spot, if you don't have meat thawed out of a freezer ready to go, you're you're somewhat screwed to make some kind of meat dish Unless, I guess, you go the microwave defrost route, how did you pull off scrapping together a meatball and shrimp dinner at 8 o'clock at night if you're well prepared to to have food delivered? So the shrimp was already in the fridge because that was going to be what we cooked that day. When we, and then we got lazy and decided to order. So the shrimp was basically oh. ready to be eaten. The meatballs are just a bag of frozen meatballs that we always have in the freezer that the kids like that you throw some sauce on. You either gotcha. heat them on the stovetop or the microwave, and then they're good to go in a couple minutes anyway. So neither one of those things was really that big okay. of a of a hurdle in the moment. So you woke up Valentine's Day going, we're going to cook a nice shrimp dinner, then pivoted and said, let's order food. So in essence, you got what you woke up expecting anyway. Yeah, but I, and and got what we were were fearful of the entire time. Like we I, we got to Friday, I'm like, okay, we need to make a decision here because we need to know what's going on and what we're going to do for the rest of the weekend and whatnot. So like we and. 
my fear was it was going to take two hours to get food. So that's why we initially decided to finally cook. And then we got lazy and I just wanted like a big, like I wanted garlic bread and like calamari. Like I wanted a big Italian meal. So, so I was the one that re brought up the conversation. Let's order. So then we thought at four 30, we were going to be safe and it was a complete and utter disaster. So yes, I, yeah. we, we ended up eating, what I thought we were going to eat when I woke up, and I was cleaning dishes at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, which was annoying as well. Yeah, that is brutal. At least you were off Monday, as a member, celebrating the yeah. presidents in which you had. So that was interesting. So my wife and I, we kind of had the same conversation too. She's not the biggest Valentine's Day person, kind of. She's big on things. It's just a money grab, this, that, the other thing. But, you know, we still share a nice meal or, or this, that, and the other. She hates going out to dinner on Valentine's Day, and I don't blame her. You get some of those price-fixed menus and all of that. So I thought about the idea of ordering food. Not My thought process with ordering dinner on Valentine's Day would probably be the same as you. A... It's already busy. B, these restaurants have less people that they could sit in them, so probably more people ordering out during a pandemic, and then it'll be a long line. I would have thought, like you, 430, you're probably in the clear and early enough. So we went, she wanted me to make, I make pretty good cheesesteaks, so real romantic, I made cheesesteaks, but that's what she wanted. I'm happy now hearing your story. I didn't decide to order out because I feel like it just would have been a nightmare. And like, the, so there's two really particular things that I need to have an answer on from, from my just debacle on Sunday. The first time is when I finally called after two hours and they were like, your food's in, like the delivery guy is on the road. It'll be there shortly. Like whose lie was that? Was that the restaurant right. lying to the app person or the app lying to me? I mean, my guess is it had to be the restaurant lying about it because why would the app person lie to me? And then- Right, the, the app person's we, got no skin in the game. They're there to pick it right. up and drop it to you. And then when we- called the second time when we're now going past three hours of lateness and we get the restaurant on the line, there was not one ounce of sympathy, sorrow, nothing. My wife went, she like, she takes the phone off her ear and goes, they just said 45 more minutes. Oh. And I said, absolutely not. And my wife said, someone told us a half an hour ago that the food was out for delivery. How are you saying this now? Yeah, well, we're busy. We got behind. Oh. And I was okay. And then she's like, so are you canceling? I'm like, yes, we're – absolutely are we canceling. And like not even like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry because you can't – and listen, I've never worked in a restaurant, but like I understand like time and like logistics. You can't be behind to the extent that at 4.30, fast forward three hours and 15 minutes, you still haven't even cooked – what was ordered at 4.30. Like, that's just impossible. Yeah. That's not being behind. That's either you, that's just you being terrible at being a restaurant. And that's the thing. So they probably have no sympathy because you guys can't be the only ones calling because I find it hard to believe that it was just your order screwed up. There are people obviously ordering behind. This had to have been something they were dealing with, and they're probably just numb to the fact that they're dealing with phone calls of people ready to cancel or hang yeah. up. Now, I know me. I get real hangry in that spot. I, when it comes to, like, food being late or me not getting what I want, I am a, I'm a baby when it comes to, like, I need to eat. I'm starving, and it hits me out of nowhere. So you have, obviously, your two kids. You guys, now you're talking about an 8 o'clock dinner, which is probably a no-go in my house these days. We eat a little earlier than that. The list of anger out of your two children, you and your wife, as far as who was getting the most hangry and, and angry no, at the situation. just – just me. I mean, thank God the kids were great or that would have made it even that much worse. Like we were, I forget, we were watching something. So like the first hour and a half of waiting for the food, like and when we, and, and I, I expected that and it was fine. So like you weren't, you're not thinking the entire time, like, where's my food? Like 
Again, we ordered at 4.30 at like 6.30, so two hours in, 15 minutes after the projected delivery. It was the first time I was like, where's our food? And even then the kids didn't care and we were watching something else and then I got on the phone and then basically, so at 6.45 was the first time when we were told that the food will be there shortly. So then I'm just standing at, like basically at the window like, waiting for this guy because now I'm really angered and I'm hungry and I just want the food here now. So I'm like kind of pacing back and forth looking out the window. I see like, you know, headlights coming down the block and the car keeps going right past. It's not, it's not our food. It's not our food. And then, and then again, I know, no, I'm laughing because I this. know this feeling. I, yeah. That is me at the door, right. But then a half an hour passes and I've been pacing and stomping and whatever. So now I'm back on the phone and I get put on hold for like 10 minutes. And then in those 10 minutes when my wife called the restaurant and got the snotty response of, oh, we're, we're behind, give us 45 more minutes. I mean, we ordered two, by the way. We ordered one thing of spaghetti and meatballs for the kids, a, 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 you know, a plate of baked tortellini and penne alla vodka. It could not have been easier. And all of those things are already made. I mean, all you have to do is throw some sauce on them to warm them up and put them into the container and give them to me. But they wanted 45 more minutes after three and a half hours. They could have hand-rolled tortellini and then boiled it and made fresh sauce in 45 minutes and driven it to me. I mean, it was just a complete and utter disaster. But only I was was worked up the entire time. Thank goodness. Because if all four of us were in a, were in a, in a rut, it would have been really bad. But it was just me solo hangry for four hours. Yeah, you can't have four people hangry. Now, the, the, I don't know where you ordered this from and you don't want to screw the company over. But I will tell you this. How far away is this restaurant from your house that you guys were doing a delivery service? Like, Did the thought ever cross your mind to actually go down to the restaurant? Um, n- no, I mean, it's close enough. It's like the it's the next town over technically, but but like literally I'm near the border and they're near the border. So I mean, it's probably, I, I don't know, a 15 minute drive just because it's like street lights and whatnot. But no, I, I never thought to go there. But like the problem is it's, it's probably the best of the bunch that's on, like that's available for delivery. And they always have a remarkable amount of deals. Like you're like, I've really just paid this amount of money for this amount of food. So like it's, it makes sense to order there and I like their food, but now, I mean, I can't, I just never can again because, and I'm pretty forgiving. Like if we called and they were like, oh my God, like we missed that. Like if the, the ticket fell somewhere and they just didn't know they had to make it, like I would have been complete. I mean, I would have been angry still, but I would have been forgiving. When the woman on the phone showed no remorse that they were four <laughs> hours behind on delivery. I mean, they are, they're dead to me. And I do, if I muster the courage and I have like a moment to remember to do it, I'm going to go write a review somewhere. I mean, I don't have an, I don't have an order to review, but I'm going to have to post somewhere something about how much of a train wreck this was because it was just, I, I even told the guy on the phone, like from the company, the app company, I was like, I was like, this makes you guys look terrible. I was like, I don't know what you can do about this, but like, there's no way this is only happening to me right now. And this, like, it makes me not want to use your app. And I was like, and again, it's just a guy on the phone. What's he going to do? But I was like, right. but even him, I was like, I don't, and I, I know not your fault, but like, this is ridiculous and they don't care. So like, you guys need to do something about it. I'm sure he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll take care of it tomorrow. So no, no, don't worry about that. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is so unbelievable. Classic. So now you say you're going to write a review. This company ends up contacting you, offers you some kind of gift card. Will you go back? No. No, no chance. You'll refuse no chance. gift card. You re- you'll you won't yeah, allow a short moment. No, this one this is no, because we've had tiny problems before. So another thing I learned by the way, 
Like when you log into any of these apps and it's like delivery time is 45 to six, whatever it is, like there's no science behind that. Like that's just like what they've projected as when they're going to get you your food. It is not based on any kind of live timing of an order out the door in the car to your house, which they can track by the way, but it's not, it's just a guess. It is not an actual um, like projection. So like we've had times before like where we ordered from them and it's taken an hour and a half instead of 45 minutes, which again, that's not terrible. This one was unacceptable. So now coupled with all the previous times, now it's just, it's not worth it anymore. Like the other place, it's not that much better or that much cheaper than everybody else. I can't, I can't possibly in, in good faith go back there again. A Valentine's Nightmare in the Bogus House. Now, before I let you go, I did say I wanted to get to a couple other things. So the other thing I wanted to get to is just you've had some time now. It's been, I guess, a couple hours since Pete's roasting of pirates and their overuse. (laughs) Do you still have any idea what the heck he's talking about? Who gets overused and put in pirate costumes? No, not even a little bit. Unless he's hiding like a very personal thing. And he won't say that, and he chose a really bad grasping at straws way to like just generally say that pirates are overused as a joke. I mean, maybe Ooh. like he was a pirate one day for Halloween and got beat by you know oh. flower socks. He has your story, but he won't share that. But I mean, oh. in typical Pete, it's like it's just these random swings at things that we're all supposed to assume are like regularly happening, and they're not. I mean, who makes pirate jokes? to the extent that they're now played out and we shouldn't use them against Pete. Ooh. I just, it, it made no sense. That's a fascinating one. Does Pete's, I didn't get into this with DA, does Pete's pirate hatred lie from a previous life event involving pirates? I think that's a good way to end it. I don't know. And maybe this is for our listeners here listening that's to the That's a cliffhanger, huh? Tweet at Andrew, much like Breaking Bad where DA's watching, tweet at Andrew Bogish, at Andrew Bogish with a C, right, Bogues? Sure. Okay, C and an S. Who knows what that C is, though? That's the game. Right. Guess where it is, and tweet at me at CBS. and the question we leave you here at the end of the PGP, does Bilotti, does Pete the Body's hatred for pirates lie with a previous life experience with something involving a pirate? We will take your tweets on that and see what anybody comes up with. And, folks, I think that's, that's a pretty good place to leave the PGP today. Now, do me and Connor get to do this next week while you're not here? How's that going to work? Have we gotten I, that I, far yet? I, uh... Good point. I don't know who's in for me. I it's a good point. I will not be on the PGP next week. Maybe Pete. Maybe Pete could step up with you and he could break down mm. his love of pirates. He did just get in my ear and curse at me, so maybe we are on <laughs> to something. I forgot he was listening. <laughs> maybe we are on to something. So we'll see. But yes, uh, you're gonna anchor side B the PGP next week. Let's see who you got and let's see what you come up with. But He's going to make us walk the plank for this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the PGP this week, folks. I want you to have a good week. Better food ordering to you and the family. And uh, how diddly diddly. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.